What's good, Wizards fans? Welcome to the latest episode of the Off the Bench podcast presented by the Alibaba Group. I'm Chris Miller of NBC Sports Washington. Hey, today we chop it up with KCP, Contavious Caldwell Pope, who has been one of the more consistent players all season long when you identify what his role was from day one of training camp to where we are right now. A consistent on-ball defender and knockdown three-point shooter. We get the veterans' take on the highs and the lows of the season and why it's important for him to be a leader on the court and in the locker room. Also, fatherhood and watching his young son get the grasp and love of the game of basketball. But before we do that, just a reminder, make sure you download, subscribe, and leave a comment for the Off the Bench podcast. It's time to chop it up with nine-year NBA veteran KCP on the Off the Bench podcast. Wizards fans, we're partnering with Clear to make your game day a great day. With the free Clear app, not only can you use Health Pass to easily show proof of vaccination, but you can also use the app to enter the arena faster through the Clear lanes. Get started today by downloading the free Clear app, tapping the black Sports and Events button on the home screen, and selecting Washington Wizards. Then head to the Clear lanes located at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. When you arrive, you'll take a quick picture at the clear pod to confirm that you are you and walk right in. No crowds, no hassle. Download the free clear app today to get started. I've been waiting all season for this. I mean, I, I mean, where you been, bro? It's, it's time. It's time. Oh, it's time. I appreciate your time. Oh, I, want, I want to kind of start with the ebbs and flows of a season as a veteran. When you kind of look back at 10 and 3, which seems like years ago. Yeah. And then kind of just navigating the waters. As a guy that's won an NBA championship, describe to me kind of like how the season has unfolded. Uh, like, you, like you said, man, ups and downs. Um, like you said, we started off 10 and 3, which, you know, we was great. Everybody was, you know, around the locker room, smiling and laughing, you know, stuff like that. And then once you hit them, that downhill spiral, you know, and stuff just kind of like, like, got separated, you know, players started, you know, just separating themselves from each other. You know, it wasn't that team camaraderie we had when we felt like we was 10-3. Um, but like you said, throughout the season, it's going to be ups and downs. I mean, we just got to find ways uh, to try to stay as a unit and not, you know, you know fall apart because the sooner you fall apart, you know, the, the sooner your, your season going to go down, keep going downhill. Um, and that was pretty big for us, you know. Um, a lot of things happened, um, but I think it, my thing, I think it was due to, you know, trade rumors, you know, the trade deadline, a lot of people worried about that, you know. I've been through that before in my career, you know, which is, is, is a lot, but can't let that dictate, you know, what's going on uh, on, on the court, um, and it did. But, you know, we, once that was over with, like, everybody got back to being themselves. And, you know, it was a brotherhood again. This is my 15th year covering this team. And I'm speaking from somebody that's been around for a while, KCP. This is the first year where I can recall every veteran went to the public square, as I call it, which is the microphone, and talked to the assembled media and kept it as real as probably I've ever heard it about the things that were going on throughout yeah. the year. That normally doesn't happen. Why were you guys kind of so transparent about the issues that you guys were having throughout the course of the year? Because it was you, Trez, Spencer, Brad. I mean, all the veterans have spoken up this year. Um, 
I mean, I feel like we, we needed to, everybody needed to hear it, you know, because uh, no one knows what's, what's really going on but us as players, you know, and it's, it's up to us as players, you know, to try to fix it. So, I don't know, we, we, we just, you know, got frustrated, you know, and I, th I think a lot of people, you know, just was just tired of holding it in. You know, I feel like, you know, we, we needed some realness uh, and, like, try to, like, reset some people's mindsets, you know, and stuff like that. Um, not saying it's, it's all negative, you know, it's still positive, but we just being real with it, um, which, which helped, you know, and finding ways just to um, approach, you know, players individually and, and, and then go about it that way, uh, which, which helped a lot too. I think you've been the most consistent player really all year in terms of your production, your leadership, on court, off court. How important is consistency to you at this juncture in your career? Uh, like top two on my list, I would say. Uh, consistency, you know, it's, that, that, that makes it, you know, fun for me, you know, being able to be consistent uh, throughout you know, my whole year. Not not trying to see, no. As a shooter and as a player, like I've been in the league nine years now, I'm gonna have some games where I'm not there, but like my offense game might not be there. But my I can I can get it on the defensive end, you know. And if my defense is not there, which that's rarely happens, uh, <laughs> you know, I can get, try to get you know a little bit more, you know, on the offense end. So it's it all just dictate on how you know, um, like. You know how how the season is going for me. You know, and but consistency is like one of the big key for me as a, as a shooter and as a, as a, as a player. Uh, Want to try to case stay consistent. You know, stay in the rhythm, uh, and just, just continue to play. You know, uh, and not let you know last game if it was bad or good. You know, dictate my next game. So you said it's one of your top two. What's the other one? Uh, being like well, being consistent, which is you know, and then just. For me, is is trying to stay locked in through the whole season. You know, a lot of people can get sidetracked uh, of different things. You know, no matter whether if it's family, you know, if it's basketball, or if you're not feeling basketball right now, you know. So it's a lot that goes into it. So that, that for me is me just keeping that that focused mindset, and then consistency is the next thing. You may not remember this. I'm gonna go all the way back to early December. We had a road trip, I think it was Toronto, Indiana, Detroit. And I noticed in the Toronto game, and you were really struggling with your back. It was like lower back and you were gutting it out. And I, I made a mental note of that because I, I knew when I had a chance to interview, I wanted to ask you about navigating pain and being there for your teammates. Was I off on that? Were you dealing with something? Uh, little, little, little back, little back spasm. wasn't wasn't much, but you know it was. Uh, now we play. You know the adrenaline is going. Mm -hmm. Then come and sit down for like you know, a little period of time. You know, kind of like just tighten up and locking up on me. Um, but you know, try not to show it for me. Try not to show that I'm like I'm hurting. You know, uh, even though I, I, I'm, I am. You know, and try to like do as much treatment on the sidelines as I can. You know, keep uh, heat packs on it. You know, the uh, third gun that we be having, use that. You know, use the trainers that's sitting out there. Uh, try to keep it loose. Uh, that's my thing. You know, 
Just playing hurt though. Like I, I don't think a lot of people understand. Like, eighty-two games is real long. Yeah. The second night of a back-to-back is real long. Yeah. Four and five nights is ridiculous. Like. Can you describe like your treatment? Like, what, what does a day look like for you? Game day, off day, as you're trying to keep your body as, as healthy as possible. Uh, like stretches like that. You know, the biggest thing is, is getting your rest. Okay. You know that that's 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 big. You know, getting the rest. You know, re- that's when your body like re- recuperate and like and recover like during your sleep. Uh, so get as much rest as possible. Water, you know, throughout them times, uh, and then treatment. You know, whatever's hurting, whatever's banged up, you know, work on it. Uh, even if it's something that's not working, uh, banged up, you know, just get you, just make sure you're, you're working on that. You know, your body is, is really your temple. You know, it's going to get you on that court and off that court. So I try my best, you know, no matter what it is, it can be as small as a, 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 jam, a jam finger, you know, I'm getting my treatment because that could dictate, you know, me catching the ball, me gripping the ball and stuff like that. So. I try to take care of my body as, as much as possible. I want to ask you after the trade deadline to get a guy like Porzingis. You've been in the league for nine years, so you've seen kind of the unicorn, but now to have the unicorn <laughs> with you. Everybody keeps saying, like, they didn't realize how tall he was. And I'm like, you know, for me, I'm like, oh, y'all are tall. But was that kind of like the first thing you noticed when you were up close to this guy? And then what's it like playing with him? Uh no, I, I played it when, when I played against him. I, I, I've guarded him a couple of times, so I, I, I know from the size difference. Right. And I've had, you know, um, uh, Boban as a teammate as well, so I, I know. Um, but playing with KP, you know, he's, he knows the game real well. You know, he, he, he reads the defense, you know, real well, uh, make the right plays. And, like, he's, you know, you can just dump it down to the post for him, and he's going to. Get a good shot, you know, or he's gonna get his foul and get to the free throw line, you know. And right now he's he's making the flow of the game uh, easy, you know, just playing through him. You know, everybody can cut off of him. He's a great passer, um, so, and it, it's hard for like defenders, you know, to pick pick their poison with him. Like he can pop, he can roll. You know, he he add a different di- uh, dynamic to our, our system. I want to go back to the Detroit game with him. It's the end of the game, towards the end of the game, he rolls his ankle. He says he could hear it crunch, which I'm like, yeah, he really did sprain it. But I noticed this. He closed the show. He finished the game. And as you guys are walking off the court, players and coaches alike dapped him. Was that kind of like a a welcome to the team moment? Like, we roll with you because you played hurt. Not only did you play hurt, you kind of finished the game for us. How much value does that have in a locker room? Uh, it has a lot, you know, just coming in, giving guys credit, you know, what, what credit is due. You know, he did close the game out for us. Uh, he, he got, he gave us the offensive present when we, when we needed it, you know, and that goes for anybody on the team, you know, whatever you do, you know, your minutes, you come in, you give great work, you know, we're going to acknowledge that, you know, and that, that just, that build confidence, you know, and, 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 and just make guys want to play hard, you know, like it's just, all right, now, nah, now nah, I got the feel of it, you know. All right, we can play, you know. Uh, but I feel like we 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 welcome KP, you know, when he when he first got here, you know, we knew what you know his game from like previous years, um, and we knew what he can bring to the table. So when we he, he was out there when he did play, started playing, you know, it just he came in with, with his first twenty five points, you know, uh, it was good, 
you know, just to, just to have you know player out there like him and just to play off of him, it's good. I want to get off the court. I wanted to ask you this earlier in the year. I was seeing something on Instagram with your son and playing basketball, and I think I asked you this like off off camera once, but as an NBA player, what is it like when you watch your son pick up the game? And what type of basketball parent are you? Do you sit in the front row or are you the guy that sits in the back? Uh, I've been to a few games. You know, my schedule, like, kind of, like, overlap his. Um, but the two games I made, is, you know, it's just me for me. I, 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 just, I just love watching it. Like, it's not, I'm not that type of parent to, like, just be out there screaming, you know, do this, do that, you know, because we can do that at home. Um, but me, I, I just enjoy watching it. You know, he he, want, like one day he came to me and he told me he wanted to play basketball, which you know what I'm saying. I got a little bit emotional. Like, the tear might have dropped. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but it, it it was good just to hear him. Like I didn't I didn't force him into it. You know, he came to me and he wanted to play basketball. You know, so right now it's just enjoying the moment with him. Uh, and when we do get a chance to practice, you know, we practice at home and. We work on like stuff that we need to work on for his game, but it's still just having fun. You know, I'm not really forcing it. You know, like most parents, like just they drill and they drill and they drill. And for me, if you want to play sports, son, play sports. If not, no, nah, I'm not gonna force it on you. Like that's that's me. How old is he? My oldest is nine. He's nine. Yeah. So it's gonna probably. What do you think? When he gets to 12, 13, 14, you gonna see if. If he's really about that action, yeah. and then what happens then as the dad? Yeah, he. I mean, he loves the game. You know, loves the game. You know, so as he get older, I hope his love for the game still grows. You know, and he he still wants to play. And and around that time, that's when we we probably ramp up. You know, the pace a little bit. Yeah. You know, uh, right now I just I go for all my kids. I just want them to be kids. You know, um, my uh, my four year old. He doesn't like basketball. He loved baseball. Is he left-handed? Uh, no, he right-handed. Yeah, I, you, you I thought he was left-handed. <laughs> I, I, I want. I, I love. I mean, it's left-handed people are just you know unique. Yeah. You know, you're not many in the world. But um, he loved baseball. He played basketball, but he don't like it. Love baseball, so it's like I'm not forcing it, but at least you're active in something. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then my three-year-old, he he wants to play everything that his brothers play, so. I don't really have to worry about him. <laughs> right, right. He's, he's, he got older brothers to look up to, and I mean that's how it was with me. You know, I, it wasn't forced onto me. You know, I just kind of picked up the game uh, watching the older kids in my hometown, and I actually, as when I got older, got into the game, started playing with them. So, and that's how I fell in love with it. So I'm not that's the type of parent I am. Yeah, can you describe kind of fatherhood and how you kind of navigated seeing these? These little people that you created watch you every day. And, and like, are you cognizant of that when you're playing, knowing that they're watching you? And what's it like when you get away from the game? Are you able to kind of like, when I'm home, I'm dad. When I'm yeah, playing, I'm KCP. When, when I'm playing, it, yeah, I'm KCP. They, they see me scream, yell, cuss. A couple uh, yeah, a couple texts <laughs> or whatever it is. So they see all the emotion, you know, when I'm at work. And then when I'm home, it's literally none of that. You know, it's, it's, it's either all about them or I'm getting my rest, you know. Uh, so when I'm home, it's all about the kids.
and yeah. like and wifey. So it's like, all right, if I'm out outside with the kids, chilling, you know, get my little break, and then I'm I'm chilling with wifey. Most of the time, while we, the kids are doing their own thing, and I have time to myself. So it, it goes either way, but uh, most likely it's just it's time with the kids because I don't get it as much, you know, uh, especially during the season. Uh, so I try to get them as much time, even on my off days. Last question, I'll get you out of here. It's a natural transition. Activities, hobbies, when you can kind of get away from the game, what are you into? Uh, I just got back into reading. Uh, right now I'm reading the book my auntie sent me. I just picked it up. It, I've had it for almost two years now. So I just <laughs> kind of picked it up and read it, uh, which is good. Um, working on projects, you know, um, pretty much getting business, you know, stuff in line. Um, most of the time I'm just watching TV. You what know. you watching? Whatever shows is on. Uh, it depends on which shows right now. So, are you a Martin fan? I am. But he, had, he I love watching the, the old shows. But you know, I, I, it's time for some new, some new things. Okay, because your boy Brad, I don't mean to out him. He's a Martin fan, but there's one particular episode he's never seen, and, and it gets me real disappointed. I don't think he's ever seen the DMV when when, when Martin went to. Oh. The, I don't think he's seen it. <laughs> when he went to go get his license? When he went to go get his license. <laughs> oh, no, he got to see that so one. So you got to check your man. <laughs> yeah. That's like the one episode that, that's a top five. Episode. Yeah, he got to see that one. Do you, do you have a favorite Martin episode? I want to say my favorite Martin episode is when they uh, stake out Tommy. Try to find <laughs> out his... Trying to figure out what job he had. Yes, my favorite episode, I want to say... <laughs> That was my favorite episode. It's, it's like, and then he drunk, he brought Gina into it. It's like it's, it's just all comedy, man. And, Love it. And the way he cracked on Pam, like yeah, just like <laughs> the back and forth between them. Man, we could talk Martin. But which I yeah, we could. But like, only reason I, I loved the Martin show because even when they cracking jokes, like you can see, like he even laughed at his own jokes. Like he turned to the side, like they laugh at their own jokes, like which makes it like right. real. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I love it. You know. There's a lot of shows I can, I can name off the top of my head that you probably think I would never watch. No, but I'm glad that you're a Martin fan. That's a, that's connective tissue. You know, yeah. we, we see each other in the street and be like, hey, you remember that episode? You remember oh, when man. Cole got his own apartment? That's yeah. my, oh, that's that's second. That's second? That's second for me. Man, when they walked in there and they opened up the refrigerator, Gina. <laughs> Gina's <laughs> like, oh, man. <laughs> and then lying, Morgan, Morgan was lying like so. Yeah, yeah, I gotta take Thomas to his job. I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Cole was like, so you ain't got, you ain't no, got job. no job, but okay. <laughs> but no. KCP, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. I've been trying all year, bro. Oh uh, man, this is this is this is. I love talking. Yeah, we in here just chopping it up. No one, no one knows that. And I love talking. <laughs> if you give me the, if you give me to open up, I talk to you all day. You talk to you all day, man. So that's it. On the next episode of the Off the Bench podcast, we will get KCP to give us his top TV shows, and then we'll critique. Say less. Um.